Hi, uh, my name is Damien uh, Rosenberg, and I, uh, I'm a curious fellow. I enjoy learning about new things, and lately, um, maybe for the last uh, 15 or 16 years, I've been really interested in the community that I love to work with, uh, Denver's and Colorado's disability community. It's diverse, it's wonderful, it's impactful, it uh, hits on all cylinders, there's a lot of passion. Um, so these weekly, monthly uh, podcasts, uh, we'd like to meet people in this community that really uh, shape it. And uh, yeah, come along. Come and see what is happening in the town. That was good. Okay. All right. All right. Well, this is great. Um, hi, Jason. I'm Damien. Hi, Damien. I'm Jason. All right. All right. We have Sarah over here, and we have a very special guest who... Uh, Number two on our list, but number one in our hearts, really. Uh, Aww. Aww. Christy, uh, I'm not going to say her last name. I'm going to let people kind of think about it. But she's been uh, very influential in the disability community for a number of years. Uh, she has a lovely daughter who um, we'll, we'll talk about her daughter, talk about her husband, we'll talk about her business. Um, I'm proud to uh, call her a friend. Um yeah, I've known her a long time, and I always enjoy seeing her. And it's been a while because of COVID, and I started this uh, today. We got her special pastries. I know she has a little bit of a sweet tooth. Uh, so we got some pastries for her. Um, yeah, let's say hi to uh, Christy Kopp. Welcome, Christy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Damien, and thanks, Jason and Sarah, for um, bringing me in. Um, yeah, so um, I, like Damien, am a lifetime learner. I love to know, learn new things. Uh, it's it's one of the, my passions. Um, when Damien, I read his uh, introduction, uh, not the one he just said, but the one on the website, and it said that he's an ally of the disability community, and I really feel like he's been a giant ally. Uh, he's helped my family, he's helped my group organization that I started, and also um, just up top to tell everyone that um, I'm friends with his family, I'm friends with him, and I've been with Pasco as a CNA for... Oh, going on 17 years. Nice. <laughs> yeah, December will be 17 years. 17 years. Um, that that you could see a rated R movie. 17. <laughs> you don't need to have an adult. Like 17 is a weird one, right? You're not you're 16. You get your license. 17. You can see a rated R. Yeah. Um, let's. All right. Let's go whack. We kind of go back and then we go forward. Sure. You're a kid from Michigan. Yes. Where in the glove? <laughs> So I'm from Niles, which is uh, right above South Bend, Notre Dame, and my mom worked for the University of Notre Dame for her career, and my dad was in the automotive industry in Detroit, and then uh, I went to Ferris State University, which is in Big Rapids, which is where I met my fellow Bulldog, Pete Cop. Go Bulldogs! <laughs> Ferris State, mm -hmm. and then you met Pete. Yes. Uh, Pete, Peter Cop. Pete Cop. Yes. And then you moved here. Yeah, we, we moved around a little bit, but we ultimately wanted to be in Colorado, so nice. we chose okay. Colorado. Uh, you, you moved to Colorado. You have lovely Kayla. Yes. Okay. Now, tell me about Kayla. Uh, Kayla. What is there to say well, about there's Kayla? there's so much. We only have an hour. Okay. Well, so um, we, uh, it was kind of unexpected. Um, Kayla was born in Aurora. She's going to be 23 in July. Um, Kayla had a kind of a traumatic birth. Um, in that uh, she had to be resuscitated 
and uh, subsequently had a lot of medical challenges. Um, we just kind of kept going to doctors and kept, you know, trial and error, look on the internet. Don't look on the internet if you have anything going on with your kids. Sure. <laughs> Not the thing to do, mm -hmm. but uh, anyway, um, just kind of uh, checking the boxes and trying to figure out uh, what was going on when she missed her motor point. She missed, you know, the sitting up, the rolling over, the crawling, those type of things, and then getting her to those specialty places and being um, so, so thankful that we lived in a metropolitan area that had excellent health care and that we had, um, you know, full coverage uh, insurance for her. Right. Critical for mm -hmm. having someone with such high medical needs. How are you, like, I'm thinking 23 years, so this is 98, roughly. Correct. So the Internet's just the nascent, right? I mean, it's a yeah. baby. What's happening in those? How are you finding resources? Are you learning from Children's Hospital? Are you learning from your pediatrician? From, yeah. I mean, how do you find other families? Yeah, it was really challenging. Um, what Kayla has in particular is a metabolic disorder that is one in 92 million. So it's insanely rare. So it wasn't like I could run down to the coffee shop and right. meet with a group of, you know, X people. Um, it was pretty terrifying to look on the internet because you always, you know, if you get on... Um, web MND or whatever, you know, you have a you have a sliver in your toe and you think you're dying. But um, so it was hard to see what was on the internet, and there really wasn't a place or a person. Um, we started doing the traditional therapies, PT, OT, and speech. Okay. And there, uh, when you're in the waiting room for five, six, eight hours a week, th that's where you find your tribe, and that's where I found my tribe. And finding the people that were a couple years ahead of me in the disability world, not knowing that I was gonna, not only was I in, but I was I was staying in and I didn't know that at that point. So, um, but finding those people that would tell me, you know, it's complicated, it's expensive, it's time consuming, but, you know, there's also great parts of it. And a lot of the great parts of this life are those people before me that have brought me up. One being Barry Rosenberg. Hmm. Hmm, that name sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I think that's probably with any kind of uh, civil rights or just any kind of movement, like you're standing on the shoulders of the people who came, right? So, like, you're leaving a mark for someone to follow in your footsteps, and you're following. It doesn't just happen in a vacuum. You're learning from those people. And um, But what were you doing before, work-wise, before, during Caleb? What was, what's happening? Right, so um, I had had a previous career in mental health, and um, I had worked in um, adolescent psych hospitals. I ran a suicide hotline. Um, I worked a day treatment program. Um, and all this was around the time of Columbine. And so I kind of felt like once I had Kayla, while I loved um, working with people with high mental health needs, I felt like after I had Kayla and knew that she had needs that I needed to tailor a lifestyle where I wasn't giving, giving, giving during the day and then coming home and giving her the leftover. I really felt like she, uh, being our only child, needed all the love, time, money, attention, um, and zero to five, zero to three and zero to five in a child's life, any child's life, is critical. So I needed to retailer my work life mm -hmm. to um, allow for 10, 12, 18 hours of therapy slash doctor appointments a week. And um, I had been in the school system in mental health and I wasn't going to be able to go back to a school schedule and say, oh, by the way, I'm going to go live in the hospital for two weeks. Right. What do you think about that? That's where 
Um, honestly, once we got on the waiver, um, when Kayla was eight, she had to wait six and a half years to be on the Medicaid waiver. Um, when Kayla was eight and I started with Pasco, that's where I was really able to, um, you know, be, be covered, feel like I could focus um, on her and not have to be accountable to anything but her health sure. first and happiness. And it, that is a very lovely place to be, knowing that you have something to fall back on and people and a place and a tribe that that's what Pasco has been for me. People, place, a tribe. It's been a, a learning a learning center for me. It's been um, a friendship builder for me and just a real good sense of community that I can count on. Oh, that's really cool. what, what waiver was that when that you waited eight years for? Yeah, it used to be the, um, it was called the Katie Becker Beckett waiver mm-hmm. or the Model 200. And um, and then it was, you know, now it's called HCBS. So mm-hmm. what makes it different um, at the time was that my income would not be counted towards her going on the waiver. So right. she could stand alone with her disability. Um, you know, you have to hit all the criteria, but um, once you hit the criteria, then the parent's income is not taken into account. So that was critical for my mm-hmm. family because to that point we had been, um, you know, you're just kind of almost going into debt and you're uh, at 50 bucks a pop and your kid's going six times a week. I mean, right. you know, 300, mm-hmm. that's not even the deductibles. That's just, you know, going just, to therapy, yeah. just walking around for therapy. So. Um, these are expensive people and they're very expensive to insure. <laughs> yeah, right. mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess like to go back, so you're going eight years ahead. So right. you, you get this diagnosis, benchmarks are not met. Mm-hmm. Uh, your beautiful daughter's growing up. You're, this is, you're finding stuff out. You're learning in waiting rooms. You're talking to people and trying to just navigate. Yeah. What else is out there? I mean, you're meeting influential. I mean, like you're talking, we talked earlier, like who yeah. did you meet? Like what is, how does that look? Like you don't know where to go. This is yeah. roughly what, 2001, 2000? Right. So she was actually diagnosed in 2000, and we were actually um, sent to uh, CU Med, came in, diagnosed her, and then they sent us to uh, Virginia, to the National Institute of Health, uh, to the University of Virginia Medical Center. And the world's, the world's only doctor that dealt with this, it's called sjogren Larsen syndrome, and it's from... It's from Sweden, although we feel like we're not from Sweden, but okay. Um, so what, like Swedish genes? Yes, yes. Not genes like uh, genes. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Correct. So Shogun what? Shogren. It's S-J-O-G-R-E-N, mm. and then second name, L-A-R-S-S-O-N. Those are the two doctors that found it okay. in Sweden. Okay, Shogren, Larson, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so when we went to the, the doctors um, in Colorado, they'd never heard of it. Um, interesting, interesting story how we got to the diagnosis, just super quick, because I, I love this part, that um, when Kayla was born on day three, she had a, a genetic skin disorder. She had it when she was born, but she was diagnosed on day three by CU Med, a guy named Gary Bellis, and he was a dermatologist. So he came in, looked at her. So I'm going to Gary Bellis, and I'm you know working on her skin and doing all these things. And I said, hey. Dr. Bellis, do you think that the skin and the motor are related? Because now we have motor challenges. And he was like, huh, well, that's very interesting. It's like, I, I've never really seen that. I don't know of that. I'm like, okay, well, let's think about that because I don't think it's cerebral palsy and the skin disorder. And he's like, okay, let's think about that. 
So basically, I hammer, 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 mama, 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 crazy mama, hammered him. And finally, he said, okay, bring her down to CU Med when it was at Colorado and 8th. Yep. And he said, um, I, I teach. He said, um, I'm a dermatologist, but first I was a pediatrician. So he went to school to be a pediatrician at CU Med. Then he said, well, this is boring, not what I want to do. So then he's like, well, I think I want to do, um, I want to do dermatology. So he went back, got dermatology. Then he said, well, dermatology, you know, okay, a lot of it's genetics. So he went back a third time to do um, genetics. And then he said, oh, Chrissy, what's so cool? If you go three times in med school, they throw in a PhD. Hey-o. I said, no, they do not. <laughs> so, Gary Bellis. Yeah, he's Doctor, awesome. doctor, doctor. Doctor, doctor, Gary. doctor. And he married a doctor. Oh, my yeah. So anyway, um, so we took her down to the basement, way in the bottom of the med clinic, and they took her skin, blood, hair, urine, fingerprints, video, walking, everything. And um, he just basically gave it to the third year students and said, all right, she is never gonna let me live this down unless you people find this on the earth. Go find it. If you find the connection, which she swears in all of her bones, then, um, then I will publish with you and you'll get an A for the semester. And so this was in July when the new residents came in to train. Okay. Um, October, he calls. And he said, I have a hit. And I said, okay, tell me about your hit. And he said, well, it's from Sweden. And uh, I said, okay, what's the incidence? One in 92 million. And I said, okay, so we're both carriers. Pete and I are both carriers. And I said, okay, he said, well, I need to do the testing to make it definitive. It's $2,000, can you bring me the cash in the morning? Your insurance won't cover it. So when Pete got home, I said, oh, Pete, guess what you're spending $2,000 on? <laughs> But that's what it was. Huh. Wow. And what makes you, what what you eat makes you not able to walk. Huh. Is that not crazy? That's weird. I mean, I don't understand yeah. any of that. That is it, very it's yeah. metabolic. So, metabolic. Okay. So um, when you eat it, your body can't particularly um, like absorb. Yeah, it, it's just incorrect absorption, and it actually clogs her brain huh. and her, neuro- her neurological system. Huh. I mean, you wonder how many times. Where I mean, again, there's a there's a form of advocacy saying, I think you're onto something, but I think it's also this. And how many times is it moms or dads? I mean, it's always moms, right? Dads or wherever, somewhere in the background. But uh, you know, it's always you, the advocate, the mom, we're saying, I think you should also look into this mm-hmm. because you hear about it, right? It's not like a doctor is only focusing on one thing, especially when it's so rare. Correct. Uh, where you're like, hey, just check it out. Just do me a favor, would you? Can you look into this? And then they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like that was, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and then he sent us to the world specialist. There's one person, and his name is Bill Rizzo, and um, he's the doctor that took this on in the world. And Where's um, that clinic? Is that a clinic? It was, he was in Virginia. Now he's in Omaha. So we go to Omaha a couple times a year. Okay. And, uh, and keep Kayla with him at all times. But now, I didn't have anybody before me or anybody to talk to or you know, call or anything like that. And now we have a giant Facebook, not giant, but we've got like 40 families on Facebook. And I mean, we have a private Facebook group that we can talk about everything. So that's, that's our new community. That's you know? amazing. Mm-hmm. And we love it. Like that's the internet too, right? Like all the, the crazy stuff on WebMD, but also like Facebook. Like you can find people like, hey, did you ever hear of Shogun Larson? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Shogun Larson? Shogun Larson, yeah. Shogun Larson. Shogun Larson. <laughs> I was in Sweden and they do this with their mouths, <laughs> just to indicate like, okay, good. All right, so gotcha. so you're, you're you're finding this out, you're doing this, and now you're in Denver, 
It's 2000. You're working. Are you, you're out of work? You're not working now. You can't work anymore. No, I, um, I started like tinkering around with ideas on, uh, things to put on her skin just for her skin disorder. Mm -hmm. And, um, now, what does that look like, your skin disorder? Yeah, so, it. so it's red, uh, it's itchy. She actually makes more skin than we do. So ichthy is fish scale, like in Greek. or uh -huh. um, And so she makes more skin. So like if she's out here, when she got up, you would need the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and um, so it, it, it's, it just flakes off uh -huh. type thing. And really nothing can do anything about it from the outside because it's actually from the inside. So hmm. she's like lacking okay. uh, an enzyme to hold her skin together. Wow. So anyway, uh, but I started cooking and making potions at my house. Um, Elixirs? Yes. Yeah. And this is before we had, you know, so many great organic products. So I was literally at the Vitam Cottage because we didn't have Whole Foods or anything. Mm -hmm. you know, sure. We couldn't order on Amazon or anything. So I was just baking things, you know, cooking things in my kitchen. So I started putting things on her, and then I gave them to friends, and that became popular. <laughs> it sort of spun out of control, okay. and then that was my new job. So I did a little party for my next-door neighbor, and I was just like, oh, this is something that I'm doing. Don't you think it's fun? And they were like, yeah, and I need six of those and eight of these, and can I have them by Friday? So when I came home, I said, okay, Pete, you build businesses. I, I, you know, here's all this money. What should we do with this? Is this a thing? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it could be a thing. So we decided go, to... Go back. Yeah. What, what is it you're making, though? Yeah. Like a soap? No. Well, so we had um, like a body butter first. Uh -huh. And then we had... And it went on to lip balms and bath balls and bath salts and body scrubs. How are you learning how to... you just making this up as you're going? I, yeah. A lot of it was trial and error. And cool. I would... Um, you know, they say not tested on animals. I had every neighbor up and down the street, you know, testing. And um, so it ended up, it was called um, Elements Home Spa, and it ended up that we had 250 reps repping this stuff all over the United States in kind of like Tupperware parties mm -hmm. type thing. And uh, I just figured, hey, if it works for Kayla, it works for everybody. And it was, you know, organic and handmade. And so we did that for, for quite a few years right up until Kids Mobility. All we right. actually sold that to... Elements, what was it? It was called Elements Home Spa. Wow. You guys are, uh, you got, you're hustlers. You guys, yeah. you're good at what you do. You're good at setting up businesses. Well, I mean, when you have... Like you really compliment, you and Pete really compliment one another very well. Thank you. I think we have different skill sets. I have a bigger mouth. <laughs> yeah, all right. No, but um, so who did you end up selling that to? Uh, another group that was coming up kind of behind us when wanting to do the same thing. Um, I just kind of switched my passion switch to then going into equipment. Yep. And um, once I saw that there was a need, I knew that I would always have the skills to make it for Kayla. Right. And so um, at that point, I was kind of ready to move on to the, the next idea. So now you have some capital behind you. Uh -huh. And then you're... So, but what was the genesis? Because So she uh, she's in a, a wheelchair. She's a... What, what kind of device was she in at that time? Right. So um, she was in uh, a little walker and then she had like a baby wheelchair and how it kind of tipped off, how I kind of moved from one, one business to the next was that I was at the Children's Hospital Gate Lab. And if you guys have never seen that, it is one of the coolest places on earth. Oh, cool. Um, Gate, like G-A-I-T. Uh-huh. 
and they hook electrodes up to your body, and then oh, you're kind yeah. of walking with your skeleton in space and time. And the technology actually came from like green screening and um, movie production. Oh, yeah. um, but what it does is it tells the doctor how each of your muscles is firing or not firing mm -hmm. correctly. And so Kayla's actually done it 10 times. It's, it's so cool to watch. Um, but I was there and I had this little walker and I said, hey, Kayla's outgrown this. What should I do with this? And, um, and they said, oh, see, that's not a thing. That's not like, I'm like, don't you have, can I drop it on the way home? Flip me a card. You know, who do you know? No, nobody's doing that. That's not a thing. And I'm like, okay, well, where on earth does all the go? And how much is that? I mean, those yeah. are expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, how much does something like that cost even back then? Right. I think that was about seven fifty. Now they're up to about eighteen hundred, right. just for a walker, right. which is literally just like four pieces bent, you know. Yeah. Um. So they said, well, you can leave this one here because we'll use it here in the clinic. But no, that's not a thing. And that was the light bulb on the way home. That's the spark. The whole way home, I just decided, this is my new career. This is my new business. I'm going to help these kids. I'm going to somehow make it into a nonprofit. And um, so I came home and started digging, trying to find, like you've said before, you know, don't recreate the wheel or whatever. I'm trying to find somebody else who did what I was looking for, that I knew this need in my community. And I felt like if I can do it, why not do it? I have to do this. But okay, so for kids mobility, there's nothing like this for kids, but what about for adults? Do they have, I mean, like you hear about like lending closets that yeah. have like, is that would be the only thing comparable to that? Well, okay, so how kids and, how kids and adults are different in that Kids outgrow their equipment every two to three okay. years, just like, you know, typical kids outgrow. You've been through this. Shoes, coats, you know. Uh, I want to have a business where you do shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I buy my kids shoes, and then they're out of them in 10 minutes. Yeah, and they're so expensive. They're so but expensive. think about wheelchairs. I can't I mean, imagine, right. Yeah. So, um, like, Kayla's wheelchair that she's in right now is $8,500, and it has no power. Mm -hmm. It's just a manual wheelchair. Yeah. And um, so What it's, color is it? It's, uh, she, she actually has two. One is they're both Broncos. One okay. is orange, um, orange with blue wheels, and the other one is uh, blue with orange wheels. <laughs> nice. Represent Kayla. That's right. Mm -hmm. But um, but they are incredibly expensive, and um, I'm sorry, I already forgot your question. No, no, I did, but but there's nothing like that for kids no. at the time. Okay, so for adults, they just adults wear their stuff out. Right. So yeah. They're hitting curbs. They're going yeah. on RTD. They're okay. going over okay. stuff and. Um, and so they're going to get their full life out of right. that equipment. And once an adult has a piece of equipment, you don't want it back. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've, they've taken it in and out of the car and, you know, it's been hit and beat and sat in and mm -hmm. lived in. Kids are much lighter on their equipment and they're, they're smaller and they don't have as much torque. And, um, they're adorable. They're adorable. They're not heavy users on the equipment. So right. the equipment is actually in great shape. Okay. Um, but you, you said the lending library. We think of lending libraries like, okay... An average person broke their leg mm. and they get a wheelchair from their church or some crutches. Mm -hmm. But that's really not what we're talking about. What we wanted to have was a full specialized system that would be exactly like you would get if you have insurance. And so we didn't want it to be better than what you had. We want it to be excellent for you. And so all of our pieces are custom built and designed and or redesigned. Um, for the end user and so what it looks like when it comes into our organization might not be what it looks like when it goes out um and we have um a full service behind that product so it's not just a product or a place it's a service in that we have someone that is licensed in wheelchair technology set up that piece of equipment 
And when we look at what a person needs, what I mean by that is what do they need for safety from their head to their toe for their body safety in space and time going out in the world, but also what supports do they need from the time they wake up until the time they go to bed. Okay. So, you know, knowing PASCO and all the, we call them the ADLs, activities of daily living, what does that look like for that person? Mm. Um, because our primary is to keep the person safe, obviously. Sure. So we wanted it to be a, a full service system to where it wasn't just better than you had. Right. It's, it's excellent. Now, it might say Bobby instead of Billy. It might be green instead of blue. But right. when it leaves our shop, right. it's in excellent condition. No, that's interesting. I, I, um, so that's all going through your, I mean, obviously not all that, but that's going through your head. You're going back home. Are you living in the mountains at that time? Or are you living in Franktown? Uh, nope, we're in Highlands Ranch. You're in Highlands Ranch. Yeah. So you're leaving university and you're like on Colorado Boulevard, getting onto whatever road. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, th nothing's happening. This is, and that's where that light bulb. Right. Pete's in the car with you. Kayla's in the car no, with you. No, Kayla. Uh, Kayla was in the car with me when I. Are got you talking to her, saying, "Oh my gosh, this is a." Well, that was before you ever talked to anybody, you know, on cell phones in the yeah. car. But when I got home, I was just so excited to tell Pete, and he he just looked at me and he said, "Okay, so you want to sell a company? So mom works for the company, dad works for the company. It pays all the bills for our special needs person." He's like, "You want to sell this company and just like." give stuff away to all these people. And I'm like, yeah, I just decided that's my new thing. And he's like, get another new thing. <laughs> so you hadn't sold yet with that other company? Correct. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> so Pete's just looking at you and his mouth is just a gate. Just look, like, what are you talking about, Christy? And you're kind of the crazy, like, <laughs> I said, I said, well, I think we should figure this out. So I started, um, I started taking things into the garage and that was either gonna be the tipping point, you know, where he was just gonna. And how much stuff do you have at that point? Well, I mean, just things that I could fit into my garage, but I convinced him that we needed to start the nonprofit. And he said, he said, okay, honey, you know, my little, he thought it was my little pet project. Right. And he got me a little U-Haul place where yeah. you pull up the, you know, a monthly U-Haul place. Yeah. And um, he's like, Here, here's your little area that you can get the stuff out of my garage and keep it over here. And now, you know, 15, 16 years later, um, you know, we've put out like going on $7 million worth yeah. of equipment. I saw the numbers and you've helped 1,500, 1,600 people. Yeah. And some of those people have been multiple times, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. they, they, which yeah. just makes sense when they outgrow their equipment that they come back to get yeah. more equipment. So. I mean, you could potentially by the time, I mean, so you're saying every two years, someone's growing out of something roughly. Mm -hmm. Correct. So. And the state doesn't want to back and the insurance company doesn't want to back right. and you mm -hmm. can't take it to Goodwill. Right. What are they yeah. going to do with it? So that started in 2005. Correct. And then you sold, and then when did you become, so So you told all your friends, you, you're meeting this community at this point in 2005, you're talking to Christy Blakely, like uh, kid, um, Kelly Stallman, Kelly Stallman, the usual suspects in Denver, uh, okay, and then they're hooking you up with other people. Yep. They're hooking you up with other people, and then you were telling a story, and I think this is how our paths kind of cross, uh -huh. our family's paths, you're at a something to talk about. What's happening in the waiver world? What's happening with kids with special needs at this point, 2005, 2006? Well, we have a giant wait list, and I know- A wait list for? For, uh, well, for lots of things at that time, but uh, we were trying to get on the Katie Beckett waiver, which was the model, it was called the Model 200, and now I think it's morphed into the HCBS right. waiver. Right, and we'll link that, just some history of the sure, Katie sure. Beckett waiver, because sure. it's pretty interesting how that goes. Yeah. And so that was going to be something that would help our family uh, tremendously financially. Uh, because you make too much ways. money for her to become on Medicaid. Correct. Okay. And yet you're kind of like, you're kind of in this special kind of hell in the middle 
where uh, the expenses for your human are upwards $50,000, for the therapies and the doctors and the medications, even if you have primary insurance, um, just things that, you know, your, your, your deductibles or sure. things that are outside of your plan, which it's amazing how many things fall, you know, outside of your plan. But it's just very, very expensive. And uh, Caleb was on a, a six-and-a-half-year wait list to get that. So we were down at the Capitol, um, and it was kind of my first first day down at the Capitol, which was exciting, and um, meeting with different people. Just throwing rocks and bull horns. <laughs> what, what's happening? Tear well, gas? What's happening? <laughs> no, that was uh, no. Um, so we had you know it was it was just so sweet. So we had this big gathering of families, and we had grandmas, and we had babies, and we had balloons and dogs, and um, very effective. Yeah, <laughs> like you know the market, right? Like they know like that's that plays well. That's. That, you know, that, that's who we are. That's, that's who we, we are. Right, right. And uh, lots and lots of wheelchairs. Uh-huh. And um, so we went inside the Capitol and met with different representatives and talked to them about what that looked like, um, the needs that our people have, and how great they are. And I think a lot of them were surprised. And uh, I actually kind of got Kayla to uh, to talk herself. I gave her some talking points. She had some handouts with her pictures nice. mm-hmm. and uh, kind of some little stats about her and the... Um, the different things that she uses in the community as far as needing resource. And um, so that was kind of our introduction, and we met lots of great people there. Cool. Nice. So um, so I guess, and then you meet, you, you know all these people you've heard about, Pasca, because now we're doing the family the family program. Right. But you're not, on, you're not allowed to get on that because you're on the waiting list. Correct. So then you get off the waiting list eventually. Yes. Kayla is eight. Mm-hmm. Eight years old. So eight years you did without any of this. Correct. And it was very expensive, and we went into debt to get her above and beyond, you know, what would be covered. And, I mean, because your guys' business acumen, you're able to stay afloat. Because you have a Because you have a lot of things in the fire. Then all of a sudden you find out Pasco. You probably knew about Pasco, and then you finally got on. Correct. Once we were on the waiver and had a number. Okay. Yeah. So what year is that in Pasco? 2003. Three? Three? Did you look it up? Oh, no, I was, I was calculating yeah, yeah. your uh, your your anniversary. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, that was great because that would help me have um, the extra income I needed, but also the insurance. Being self-insured is so 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 expensive, mm. and uh, having the group insurance and having the training and the support and the day to day, having a home care nurse. Um, who we still have the same nurse. Her name's Tammy. She's awesome. Tammy is great. <laughs> now, did you do the class when we had it in the you do at that gym? Yes. I did too. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Jim, um, he was like this old army guy. I think an old army nurse who taught the CNA class. And we used to do it in person at our old office. Uh, oh. Pretty funky. Mm-hmm. Well, you were already performing all these skills for, for Kayla. So what was the additive for uh, actually going through, like, the CNA training? Sure. Um, well, I think it was the the camaraderie of the group and being in a larger group and not feeling so isolated mm-hmm. and um, being able to do, you know, the extra trainings, like the, the CPR or, you know, the different um, ADL courses. Um first aid type thing. Um, But just like having someone that you could, if something did happen that you could call, or if you had a question that you could, you know, kind of go through a system and, and 
you know, and talk to other people. Then when you come to the actual physical place of Pasco, um, meeting the other families, like mm-hmm. in the events, like I've had so much fun at the barbecue and <laughs> at the Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there used to be a Christmas party that was so, so fun. Mm-hmm. And, and then just, you know, knowing that there are people out there that every hour that you're kind of, you know, drudging through and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm helping my person with this again, you know, even though you love them the most and, you know, they're funny and great and smart and, you know, you want them to be their best, some days it's like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> if I have to do this one more time. But knowing that there are other families out there just like yours, I mean, I've made some of my best friends through through this group and Did, I just feel really good. supported. Did you make friends in that class? I do. With? I have I have um, I have friends from that class that I have scheduled my my skills den with every <laughs> single time nice. and then we go to lunch with a margarita to nice. celebrate and um the the couple years out of the 17 years that i haven't been able to meet up with my my buddy due to sickness or somebody's traveling or something heck you know i'd be like oh my gosh this is my this is what we do, yeah. we do that, yeah. i think that was something that barry had mentioned he said you know oftentimes families were just like this island unto themselves and then they come into these classes and then they're probably shy first, and then you start talking, and it's this shit. Well, now you okay. You're <laughs> loudmouth McGillicuddy. Um, but you, you all of a sudden like now you have this shared thing, and then you get like, oh, my kid has a seizure. My kid has a seizure. What do you do? And like, how do you? I, think, I mean, and again, just that community that just was spawned off of that. Have you passed on any of your recipes for skin? I do sometimes. Um, I make things and give them to people. You have a request. <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk later. That's a different show. That's a different, that's a different podcast. That's Jason's rashes. We have the, uh, the rights to that. That'll be a lot of editing. <laughs> so, okay. So, we're, we're to Pasco. You got the you got the waiver. Kids Mobility is up and running. Yep. I meet you probably in 2006, 2007. We're, we're plugging along now. Where's Kids Mobility now? I mean, it's yes. a lot. We've done a lot in those last couple of years. Yeah, um, a couple of things I want to highlight within the programs too, um, as we're talking about Kids Mobility. But what we really wanted to do, and just to kind of give an idea, an overarching um, historical view of it, that Kids Mobility we came up with the name because we wanted kids to be our scope because they outgrow their equipment. Mobility that we only really wanted to um, do wheels. So we wanted it to be, how do you get from here to there? Um, what supports do you need that would be wheeled mobility um, equipment? And then network. We wanted to be the network family in between the family that no longer needs the equipment and the family that desperately needs the equipment. So what is a business system that we could put in place that could be replicated over and over and over um, that we could put liability insurance uh, around, under, and over to make sure that we were covered for liability and also that the group was covered, you know, that the organization. I am not the organization. The organization stands on its own, but I'm the executive director and, um, you know, help with the day-to-day operations. But it is a um, it is a full 501c3 nonprofit with the state of Colorado and with the federal government, and um, it's owned by the people. So it is a charity that um, is is donated to by the people and supported. Um, by the community. And so Pasco has also been um, a great community supporter and come out and helped us with different events and, um, you know, been, been a great supporter. So we appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, so, so your 1465 children. Uh-huh. And so how, do, how does someone get involved? Sure. So I've got a child 
She's grown out of her chair. Yep. I call Christy. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Damien would tell you, please don't leave it in the front, which I know that uh, sometimes people do. Um, so basically, yeah, if somebody had equipment that they had outgrown and they no longer needed, um, they would drop it um, at our Centennial location. We just have one place. Um, it's a giant warehouse. And um, so they would drop it off and then they would get a tax deduction receipt for their piece. Now, it just makes sense if they're dropping something off, Jason, that they might have a need on the other mm-hmm. side, right? And so um, then we can address that need at that time. If they if they don't need anything, then that's a, you know, thank you for your equipment. Um, one of the things that that came about that I wasn't really expecting, I, I wanted it to all be, you know, happy and, and puppies and rainbows. But um, one of the things is that I know Pasco knows this, that, you know, our clients have passed on and then families will bring all of the equipment. And for them, it is a service in that now, um, you know, not to the point of like organ donation, but but it's a service that they know that Bobby's wheelchair is going to go on to mm-hmm. another person and be able to help somebody and that that part of Bobby lives on. Um, and I was on, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I hadn't planned for that in my business mm. plan and uh, <laughs> boo-hoo, I couldn't stay the rest of the day the first day. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but I think um, just, you know, if you have insurance and this is so expensive, an $8,500 chair you know, I have Kaiser and then Medicaid picks up the rest, but I can't just let that sit out in the rain. You know, I have to make sure it gets to someone else. And mm-hmm. so the system, um, the system really works. And I think that with so many families, you know, we're in complicated situations where maybe there's a divorce and mom can get it at her house. Mom has the equipment at her house, but then dad, you know, they, they can't schlep it back and forth. They don't mm-hmm. have a car to schlep it back and forth, whatever. Uh, grandma needs a feeding chair at her house or you know maybe they need a piece to get on the bus or for school or for camp and there's just a hundred million ways where we kind of have those holes um, and it could be you know uh, the supports again that they need from head to toe or the supports that they need from morning to night what does their day look like you know do they need a specialty piece for you know um, whatever so one of my favorite um parts and I don't know if you want to tie this in now would be adaptive bikes and so coming into spring summer I would say probably my favorite part of my job in the year is when we can get kids into uh, recreational equipment and um, something that we've come across as a great benefit to people that have the children's extensive services waiver Mm -hmm. Um, is that I think a lot of people don't know if your child is on this waiver and they're under 18, you can access a yearly benefit of $1,000 and you would go through your community center board, CCB for short, um, Mines Developmental Pathways, for example. So DDRC or North Mm -hmm. Metro, Rocky Mountain Human Services. All these are going to be on the, it'll be on the website as well for this. Okay, great. So uh, you can access this through your case manager, your CES case manager. Well, they know about it. I don't know that they will know about it, but we will tell them about it. So. I have all the information I can send to your, your case manager. So just call us, and Jason will put the contact information in. Call us and tell us that you have the CES waiver, that you're interested in getting your child an adaptive bike. We can handhold you through the process. We are, I'm just going to say, adaptive bike experts. Nice. And so, I mean, uh, it's... I saw your tattoo earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's very challenging, though, because you can't just run to the Walmart right. and get this bike. And you don't know, and it's, you know, it's expensive. And How much do these cost usually yeah, if so, you're paying out of pocket? So with this, 
um, with this particular uh, waiver, um, we have deep discounts with the bike providers. And so with the discounts that Kids Mobility has and the CES $1,000 benefit, we can get it down to between like maybe like $200 for a family out of pocket for like about a $2,000 bike that is super sturdy. I, I can actually ride my own daughter's bike. Um, these bikes are great and they last forever if you take care of them and keep them inside. But um, the other benefit that you can do with this is they also have a, you can do a jog stroller. So say mom and dad, you know, want to go out or they want to get out in the community, um, but their person has higher needs than a stroller they can get at the mall or whatever mm -hmm. um, on Amazon. So um, they can get a, a specialty jog stroller that will help uh, with head placement and specialty belts. And these are like fitted. That. These are not like a... Well, I like mean, a stroller, I mean, they're yeah. more fitted. They're, they're not. They're they're specially they're, made. They're specially made. Um, they don't necessarily have to be fitted. They do. They do need to be uh, sized mm -hmm. correctly. So, um, so that would be one thing. Um, the bike. It's not like a Bob stroller. Correct. Or whatever, right? This correct. is different, right? Correct. So, um, the bikes are actually um, we spec them out custom, and they're built in Rifton, New York, and um, then they're shipped in. But we will do the fitting. We will put the bike together. We will help you get it in your car. We'll show you how it works. And um, this is the particular bike that my daughter has at home. Um, it's R I F T O N. Um, Rift in New York. Remember if it's .com or .org. Rift New York, they're Mennonites there. Yeah, and they built their own system to build this equipment, and it's it's great. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so so that's a really great um, what a great uh, program that is. And that's brand new ish. No, it's it's actually not. A lot of case managers don't know about it, but it's. Highly, highly underutilized, and I would love, love, There's love. bikes to be had. Bikes to be had. <laughs> okay. Bikes, bikes, more bikes. We, I just had a great meeting with Adaptive Adventures, and they're doing a lot of these bike things too, but that could be something that they could find out about as well. Nice. So we'll, we'll link with uh, Adaptive Adventures. And, sure. Um, okay, so people talk to their case managers. Um, I, I always enjoy seeing you. It's always just kind of fun just to hang out and chat. Um, what else you got going on over there? Anything else? You have your golf tournament coming up? We do. We're having a golf tournament at Meridian Golf, um, which is a really nice uh, golf community. It's a it's a private club, but um, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, we buy it out for the day, and so um, free beer. <laughs> um, it's June 21st, and we're still looking for sponsorship and also um, golfers. Do you say gophers? <laughs> no, I'm the gopher for yeah, the day. Right. I'll gopher to get you a new beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so but, that's a fun time. Okay, so that's June 21st at Meridian. A lot of airplanes overhead. It's nice. It's near the airport. Yes. The uh, uh, Douglas County Airport. Centennial Airport. Centennial Airport. They have their own airport at Centennial? Yeah. I had no idea. Um, let's end. Let's any good I, Kayla jokes? Right, Jason, I got, I got, I got one. Uh, for someone new coming into this, uh, since you are twenty three years in, sure. uh, do you have any advice you'd give to like a family starting out, or just sure. how you navigated this whole com complex system? Yeah, and I'm not sure if I already said this, but I really think, um, you know, like I said, I want to be a lifetime learner, and I'm really a sponge as far as trying to learn from other people. And it's really about the people that were in front of me that had already been a few years ahead of me um, in the disability world with their kids and um, the things that they had already learned. And now that I'm kind of in that I'm kind of in that position where I'm getting older and I've been through a lot of the systems and the change and the 
um, you know, the, just the different programs, things like that, that um, I want to be that person for the other people. And mm-hmm. I think I think that because it was given to me, to whom much is given, you know, mm-hmm. you need to give. And, um, and I'm, I'm happy to do that. So it doesn't just have to be about equipment, um, yeah. if you talk to me. It just doesn't have to be that I want to be the PASCO, you know, one of the PASCO ambassadors. It doesn't have to be that. It could literally be anything. Um, if I have that knowledge, I don't think, I don't think that's fair to, to hold that in because other people helped me. And so I want to help other people. It's all, 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 always to me about community. It's like, uh, resources aren't, um, proprietary. Yeah. What's the, like, wiki, wiki model? Like they're for everyone. It's open source. Yep. Right. Like all these, there's people that like, I'd rather not share my research, which is such a weird thing. Why wouldn't you share it? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to share where I get this. Why? Yeah. Especially if it helps kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's weird, right? Like, it's a <laughs> yeah. weird, like, oh, it'll take away from my kids. No, it won't. It'll, it'll benefit more kids. You're, you're not going to lose anything. I, I don't know. I don't know how that example's good, but for my my example. But, uh, yeah, you're really good at what you do. You 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 are, I think, when I see you, I think you're very genuine. I mean, I think you've lived this life, mm-hmm. like you said, and you've kind of, you know, I think you're... Um, you're chatty, but you're uh, you're good at this, and I think you make for a really good um, ambassador from what you do, and and in the community in general. But I think people appreciate it, and I'm sure younger people who are starting off and maybe they get a diagnosis that's unexpected. Um, you know, I think like how you looked up to people before. I think people, you know, you're like we just said as we walked in, we're older than we've ever been right now, <laughs> right? So I think you know um, people are going through this, and I think. It's it's a different chapter. It wasn't a chapter you were expecting. Mm-hmm, for sure. And um, and uh, you've been uh, yeah. I don't know. You've, I, you've I don't really want to say like inspiration because I don't yeah. think that's real. But I think yeah, you've, you've turned it into life, something. You've turned it into something that's yeah. like hey, we we've, we've helped a lot of people. You know, and those numbers speak to that. And you guys are good at what you do. And I always uh, enjoy seeing you and hearing what else is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. I mean, I think if you can, you should. Yeah. Well, and, you, you. and you can. And, and, you know, Barry built this. And right. thank yeah. God he did because it helps my family every single day. Right. You know, not that I don't use chocolate and liquor and humor. <laughs> incredibly, incredibly. Not in that order. Incredibly important. <laughs> not sometimes. <laughs> so, so, Christy, what's the next business idea that we could uh, steal from you? Well, so kids' you, mobility was actually number eight. Oh, nice. So, so, you, so I think good. I'm going to ride out in the sunset nice. with Tasco nice. and Nice, nice. I think I think my brain is tapped. This is all I have. This is it. This is it. Any good jokes from that kid of yours? Yeah, I just want to say that um, that she's hilarious and um, she's great and um, she I learned from her every day. And okay, one of her favorite jokes. She's such a jokester. She loves 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 to tell jokes. Um, her Pasco person, when he calls, he knows he better plan fifteen minutes for jokes. <laughs> so um, so one of her jokes for Valentine's Day was. Um, what did the octopus say to his valentine? Ooh. Okay. I want to hold your hand, 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 hand. Oh, I like it. Oh, that's great. That's good. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank this you. This is uh, always a pleasure. Uh, we'll see you soon, my friend. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Christy. Thanks, it. Christy. Thanks. Have a great day, guys.